there's two aspects of a secret society, right? Yeah. There's like actual secret stuff that's happening and I don't Uh know what that is. Uh (laughs) And then there's just like fun stuff like codes and (laughs) pins and hanging out with your friends. And like, I (laughs) don't know how much actually exists in, in, in ratio. And I'm Marissa Macy. And this is Pardon Me, a presidential history podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the Know Nothing Party, mm-hmm. also known as the American Party, mm-hmm. also known as the Star Spangled Banner Party, the, the Order of the Star Spangled oh, Banner, pardon, pardon. Um, or just nativism. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that word. Yeah, it seems like, well, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say what. We're all going to be thinking, uh-huh. which is, wow, we, this is going to sound real similar mm-hmm. to now times. To now times. Yeah. Um, to the times of now. You know, nativism wasn't a new idea then, and uh, it's still around now. Mm-hmm. It's really endured. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you're not familiar with the term nativism, mm-hmm. it essentially means like a um, preference for people born in yeah. the nation. Yeah. It's a it's anti-immigrant. Yeah, nativism yeah. is a a distrust of the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things xenophobia. Where, yeah. Big xenophobia vibes. Mm-hmm. 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 So we Big. just spoke our last episode was about Millard Fillmore, mm-hmm. who ended up running on the Know Nothing Party ticket in 1856, yes. I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how we learned about this or yeah. what, what brought that's yeah. what brought us into this topic. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember this as a little side note when I was mm-hmm. learning history. This was definitely a flashcard. Well, and I, mm-hmm. it, something about it intrigued me as a, a kid of like, oh, I know nothing. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, the name is like definitely intriguing. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know anything. That is an interesting thing though to speak from the position of like, obviously I do know something. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting really mm-hmm. deep about this, but mm-hmm. there's a certain privilege that speaks from the position of, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know anything, when very clearly you, you are a person who is something. knowledgeable. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into some background on this. Yes. Um, okay, so we're in, we're in the 1850s, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see the decline of the Whig Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a general change in the party makeup yeah. of the time. This yeah. is another one of those big changes, big mm-hmm. shifts in the party two-party system. Yeah. Now, there's a shakeup, and the Whig Party is leaving a little bit of a void. Yeah. And at the time, there's sort of this idea in the 1840s, mm-hmm. which we've talked a lot about with mm-hmm. Zachary Taylor and Millard Fillmore, mm-hmm. about it's the the best and William Henry Harrison of mm-hmm. like the best thing to do is to just have no uh, opinion on mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. and to be not anti-slavery. Just status mm-hmm. quo. Mm-hmm. Walk a fine, fine yes. line. And, and let everyone think, let everyone project onto you mm-hmm. what they assume you must believe because what they believe is correct and you must also. Yes, exactly. Yes. And this is just like a literal political like tactic ideology. Of the I time. mean, the idea is 
to not lead. Mm-hmm. We would mm-hmm. like we would like a person who is a president that no one is afraid will will take us anywhere. They'll right. just keep us right where we're at. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so the thing about the Whig Party and the Democrat mm-hmm. Party at the time mm-hmm. is I had a friend ask me actually earlier this morning, like, uh-huh. well, which one? was like the the like pro slate like who are the good guys and i was like well it's more complicated than that because it was very like sectional very like regional and so being a member of the whig party Mm -hmm. did not mean you were pro or anti-slavery and being a member of the democrat party did not mean you were pro or anti-slavery so but as the sectionalism in the country and mm-hmm. the issues like we talked about the Compromise of 1850 mm-hmm. and the uh, Fugitive, Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 mm-hmm. last time, um, this is like there's going to be more stuff that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about in the next few episodes that come around. Yeah. This sectionalism is just going to get more and more oh, intense. Yeah. <laughs> and so now yeah. this this like wishy-washy party system and mm-hmm. the Whig Party is just not going to fly anymore. Yeah. So. As far as the economics of the time goes, this also has an effect on the party system and like what what will lead to the formation of this like Mm -hmm. nativist party. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a huge influx of immigrants that come. Yeah. Yeah. So now think about the United States from the, you know, when it's the Declaration of Independence was signed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the 56 people that signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. yeah. 55 were Protestants. Yes. Only one was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So the makeup of America was almost entirely Protestants. Right. And there was also a lot of like anti-Catholic mm-hmm. laws that had gone into effect in like, I believe Maryland began mm-hmm. as like a Catholic friendly colony or yeah. it was like a Catholic colony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, became there ended up being laws and things like banning catholics yeah. from doing xyz so yeah so we moved away from they're like we all started with religious freedom mm-hmm. but that was when we were the ones that were mm-hmm. seeking it yes but now that we're the ones yeah. that have it we'd like to keep it well we need to oppress someone we need someone needs to be oppressed and i feel like we're not oppressing enough people just the idea of like yes we must have someone who is an outsider so yeah. that we can well, be you, on the inside you can't as a as a white protestant yes you can't be in power uh-huh. if there are not not white protestants yes, you're to right. spit upon there needs to be you not know? we have <laughs> like for real like that was how they thought but that's not actively how they thought that's just i mean but but like <laughs> from an economic standpoint this yeah. is really where and like this is what is going on now this okay. is part yeah. of part of like why nativism mm-hmm. is a problem mm-hmm. is because the economic makeup of the united states was changing mm-hmm. around this time there mm-hmm. was a lot of inflation because of the gold rush all this gold mm-hmm. being infused in the economy yeah. large periods of boom and bust yeah. in the economy um there's trains that are trains. coming through. So now mm-hmm. a lot of people were employed in the transportation yep. of goods yeah. that are now not employed. Yep. You need less people to put stuff on a train. Exactly. Kind of like yeah. how you need less people to run an AI robot. Yeah. You know, you don't need a cashier anymore in your store. Yeah. You've got everyone doing self-checkout. Yeah. So in the um, like 1840s, 1850s, mm. the guy who was the the like... Forklift. Moving stuff with the yeah. big wheelie thingy yeah. is out of business. He's out of, he's out of work now and he's angry. Can't get a train job. No. No. And no. all these people are moving to cities because now because of trains. Right. 
cities are more well connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have a huge influx in yeah. the cities, which will change the economy yeah. of a country. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you have, you know, flight from mm -hmm. the rural areas or flight yeah. from cities, there's just yeah. going to be a shift. And you have people coming in, you know, you have all these mm -hmm. Irish and German people coming mm -hmm. in. They're mm -hmm. willing to work for lower wages. Yes. A lot of times they're more skilled because mm -hmm. if they were able to afford passage over, then they must have been able to acquire some kind of means. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of these were very like, yeah, they had bright came with skilled yeah. labor. Uh, and so between 1820 and 1845, mm -hmm. we we had about 10,000 to 100,000 a year coming in mm -hmm. um, from Germany, Ireland, mm -hmm. primarily. Um, but then there was a huge influx between 1845 and 1854, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which comprised of about 2.9 million immigrants yeah. um, pouring into the country, most of which mm -hmm. were Catholic. Mm -hmm. About half of the residents of New York City were born abroad mm -hmm. after this. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that is going to have a huge impact. And the reason for this is because there was a lot of economic mm -hmm. uh, disrest and problems in Ireland and Germany. Right. Um, and of course, there were immigrants from other places, but those are the two primary yeah. Areas yeah. that we're seeing immigrants at this time, yeah, uh, and we'll we'll cover like additional like waves of immigration that sure. happen like in in later seasons. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is kind of that first huge wave, yeah. sort of since the founding yeah. of the country. Yeah. Really, we'll see an economic threat from outsiders, and yeah. they will turn real fast. So you know, there's a lot of changes happening. Things are happening really rapidly, mm -hmm. and we're starting to see the very beginnings of the industrial revolution. Yeah. Just like the just the little yeah, little yeah, things yeah. that the seeds that will that yeah. will grow there. Um, and so Catholic immigrants, of course, because mm -hmm. you got to blame someone, become the scapegoat. Yeah. Um, and there's all these conspiracies brewing, well, and the the people that are Catholic, yeah, are German and Irish, mm -hmm. and they speak a different language. Yeah. and there is this belief and this belief persists that people who are Catholic will be beholden to their church, to mm -hmm. the Pope, over their nation. Right. And listen, America is a jealous mistress. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want you... Thinking about the Pope. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want you going to bed at night thinking about uh, the Pope. Uh, not mm -mm. at all. She's like looking over in the bed being like, like mm -mm. what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? <laughs> who are you texting? <laughs> The Pope? Who is that? Is that the Pope? Is that the Pope? I thought we talked about this. Is that the Virgin Mary? Are you texting the Virgin Mary? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, America, America, America <laughs> does not does not want you uh, texting other mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. uh, religious figures. No, we we no. are we are beholden to that golden calf yeah. here in America. <laughs> America very monogamous. Uh, Big on monogamy. Uh, well, no, wait. Now, hold on. America's into us being monogamous <laughs> with her, but she she can't be held down. Uh -huh. Yeah, she wants to be. America wants to be Polly. <laughs> yeah, but like, but she but wants to be Polly. She wants to be Polly. She wants you to 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 be okay with her being Polly yeah, and support her. Uh huh. And America will be like. No, 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 for sure you should talk to the Pope. I mean, listen, it's in the Declaration of Independence. It's in the agreement, freedom yeah. of religion. Of course, yeah. it's right there. It's right but there. But then when you go to try to do it, she's like, I don't know if I'm okay with this agreement. I, oh, yeah. She's yeah. A, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm. <laughs> yeah, that relationship contract was real, is real loose with I America. Like, I don't like that. Mm-mm.
I don't like that. That's not that's I, not that's not ethical non-monogamy. There's a lot of like conspiracies brewing mm-hmm. about the papacy, right? Mm-hmm. And like about how they the Pope would love to overtake the Protestants in the mm-hmm. United States mm-hmm. and like basically control the United States by like bringing mm-hmm. this influx of Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was like something that was like commonly mentioned in like yeah. newspapers. Like okay. they were like worried about like some like Pope conspiracy, you know. I oh man, I don't I <laughs> But I mean like the Pope's literally not thinking about that. I, I that's what I'm thinking. It's like I can't really say what the Pope was thinking, but like there's no way that's what he was thinking. No. It's projection for Protestants to be like, oh my God, this group is sending people over here. They must be doing it to colonize us. I mean, like when people make these bold assumptions and proclamations about what other people are doing, mm-hmm. like just take, just turn it around a little bit and be like, oh, that's what they're doing. That is what you would be doing. To tie this back into the political parties, the majority of those who are anti-immigrant and also the beginning of the temperance movement, which was like restricting drinking, kind of like the the precursor to prohibition, mm-hmm. uh, all of those people were, and also temperance ha- is has like anti-immigrant, anti-Catholic yes. undertones uh, and intentions because, you know, drinking was very much part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, not as though it wasn't part of the culture in America. Yeah, but, but also Catholics use wine in, in religious church, church yeah. stuff. Mass is what it's yeah. called. As you can yeah. tell, I don't know anything about Catholicism, but um, <laughs> but Catholic, I do know there's wine involved. Catholic, yeah, Catholics yeah. use wine in their communion services. Yes, yes. yes. It's, uh, so it was seen as, it, it ties in, anti immigrant mm-hmm. and temperance like mm-hmm. not while not like you could be like temperance movement mm-hmm. but not anti-immigrant but mm-hmm. there was there were definitely tie-ins yeah. um but the beginnings of that all those people were members of the Whig party in the 1830s um yeah. not all but many of those uh, and then many immigrants were part of the democratic party yeah. because they were courted by the democratic yeah. party and there was a sort of belief within the democratic party of like the idea was not to pass laws mm-hmm. to restrict you know, mm-hmm. less wanted behavior. Yes. The idea was about like individualism, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on in the Democratic Party, but that Obviously. was one idea that yeah. was going on that was attractive to these immigrants. Yeah. This like sense of like self-reliance and this yeah. sense of like you take care of your own stuff and we're not going to pass a law yeah. that says you can't drink, yeah. you know, because they have but, just come from economic mm-hmm. and political spheres that were mm-hmm. not very... um they weren't working for him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that was certainly one aspect of that. There's a lot yeah. going on in Europe um, at the time that we can't, don't even have time to get into. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a lot of these immigrants are part of the Democratic Party. So yeah, Tammany Hall is courting them. Yes, Tammany Hall <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Around this time, mm-hmm. a, a book becomes very popular. Oh, mm-hmm. a book um, that was published in 1836. Uh-huh. It's called called The Hidden Secrets, redundant, of a nun's life in a convent, exposed. Yeah. Like. Maria Monk. Maria Monk wrote this. Was a nun. I'm assuming that's an alias. There's no way that's her real name. No, there's no way that's her real name. Yeah. But she wrote this book that was an expose under the auspices that she had 
infiltrated a nun and lived there. And this was telling all the horrible things that had happened. It was false. It was all a It was hoax, all made up. But it was a very popular book. Sold a lot book. of books. Sold a lot of books. And it was all stuff where it was like the nuns are being forced to like have like intercourse with the priests mm-hmm. and the babies are mm-hmm. being buried in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like just real dark. Again, like this is this is another example of like projection when you're like. <laughs> You know what those people would do is they'd bury babies alive. Like, okay, uh, uh, where did that come from? Yeah, where the hell did that come okay, from? Okay, buddy. A- <laughs> Maria Monk, the author, by the way, uh-huh. had spent time in an asylum earlier in life. Oh, cool. So, like, she she was she had some issues. Oh, so yeah. a person who had mm-hmm. a mental illness mm-hmm. wrote a book mm-hmm. and described like horribly deranged like the mm-hmm. most crazy mm-hmm. like thing you could imagine right 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 and we're and, not discounting the fact that there's definitely corruption and like if he if he stuff oh, and bad things going on in the catholic church listen, but but this, this specificness was like oh let's make it real clear no the catholic church is doing some atrocious things of course but but, but were they burying base babies yeah, in a basement alive individual no. people that uh, have the faith and yeah. i'm sure a good amount of People who are, you know, part in the of clergy the yes. are, are, are well-meaning people. Of course, yes, of, of course. course. And, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just asterisks on all of that. Like just, yeah, we're, we're I mean, yeah. we're not saying like, we're not condoning the Catholic Church here as far as like as an institution, but I'm um, we don't condone, fan. Trey and I don't condone anything on this podcast. No, we don't, we have no con- condoning. No we're condoning. Not, the only endorsement the only that we have we is for homosexuality. We do condone homosexuality. <laughs> it's in all this context yeah. that we have the formation of the American Party, which mm-hmm. would become to know be known as the Know Nothing Party. Yeah, yeah. Now the nativist movement was like super unorganized and it was made up of like lots of secret societies mm-hmm. and various groups. And you know, mm-hmm. whenever you have secret societies, mm-hmm. everything must be like totally fine and cool and above board and like not shady mm-hmm. at all. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I okay. <laughs> There's two aspects of a secret society, right? Yeah. There's like actual secret stuff that's happening, and I don't Uh know what that is. Uh (laughs) And then there's just like fun stuff, like codes and (laughs) pins and hanging out with your friends. And like, I don't know how much actually exists. In, right. in in ratio. Oh, like how much is like the fun part of a how secret much is society like, and how much is like just absolute evil going on? Like Yeah. Or not yeah. even evil, just I guess there's good secret controlling. societies. Control yeah. it. Control. Okay. Yeah. I would love to have a secret society. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would pretend that a lot. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't like, did mm-hmm. you when okay. You played no nothing party at the <laughs> playground? No. <laughs> But like I'd make little codes yeah, and yeah. I and stuff I like did that. that. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that fun. that's it's fun. It feels secret. It's like you know something that not everyone else. Yeah, knows. I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of secret societies, secret. Speaking of secret, societies. one of them is the Order of the Star Spangled Banner. Fun. This society was started by Charles B. Allen to protest like Irish, Catholic, German mm-hmm. immigrants, mm-hmm. Um, and they would go and quote see Sam. Was their code? Oh, this group would sort of transform into the Know Nothing Party in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. Now, this nativist movement, yeah, was very disorganized. It was very mm-hmm. localized. There mm-hmm. were lots of secret society. It wasn't like there was 
they were like, okay, yes, let's coalesce into mm-hmm. one big party now. It like kind of did that, but it was still very, mm-hmm. very disorganized. Yeah, uh, It was originally called the American Party mm-hmm. and it got the Know Nothing name because they had to say, I know nothing mm-hmm. if they were ever asked about it. The, that's one of the secret codes. Yeah. And so there were two prominent people in this party uh, that mm-hmm. were very different, kind of mm-hmm. talking about that, like different people from different backgrounds coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. in this party, one of which was Thomas R. Whitney, who wrote A Defense of the American Policy, which was like a book that was sort of like the big book, the big magnum opus mm-hmm. about the American party. Uh, he was like an intellectual guy. He was like mm-hmm. a philosophy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was obviously a nativist, but mm-hmm. was approaching it from that like, you know, like, well, I'm going to make it in. I'm going to make hating immigrants like- intellectual. He rose up the ranks in mm-hmm. the Order of the Star-Spangled Banner. And mm-hmm. then there was also this guy, William Bill the Butcher Poole. Oh, boy. Who was a gang leader. Bill prize the Butcher. Fighter, prize fighter oh, and a butcher mm. in the Bowery in New York. Mm. He was the inspiration for the main character mm-hmm. in Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York, played yeah. by Daniel Day-Lewis. So yeah. that's who we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, uh, rough yeah. guy, rough guy, rough guy, rough guy. I would not mess with a butcher. No, they they do unspeakable things. You're a prize fighter and a butcher. Oh my god, that's that's scary. It's, I'm scared. I I'm I'm frightened. Well, it was a very violent time in yeah. New York, and uh, in a lot of the major cities, there was a lot of like gangs, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of gang gang involvement when it came to the Know Nothing Party, which yeah. is kind of where. Bill the Butcher gets mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so the party's platform ends uh-huh. up becoming uh, in favor of deporting any foreign beggars or criminals. Oh. Just send them back. Send them back. Uh, 21 years to achieve na- na- nationalization, so to, to in- become a you know, so natural citizen. You move to America. Mm-hmm. You got to wait 21 years mm-hmm. till you can vote. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I I guess I mean, the idea is you got to wait till you're 21 to vote and you, the clock starts when you get here. Yeah, but what if you get here and you're 50? Well, that's, that's, Too bad. That's unfortunate. Wanted to eliminate all Catholics from public office. Just like, yeah. you're just, you can't. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. Well, there was also a lot of temperance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these are Protestants. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this huge... Uh, idea of like self-reliance, American mm. nationality, like just real, you know, bootstraps. America, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, oh, boy. you know, like. Love it. And completely ignoring slavery as an issue. Yeah. I'm really, listen, America, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. I am also angry. I'm also angry. I'm also angry and but dis- I'm disappointed. Yeah, more than anything else. I, yeah. I want you to f- feel both of those. Things. Is there, there are not many moments, yeah. if any, to feel proud of like, wow, America. Good. Yeah. Good job. Uh, yeah. No. When I, we get to the, if we get to that point on the podcast, we'll, we'll note let it. you know. Yeah. We'll let you know. I'll go to uh, like a party store and get a, like a, Noisemaker or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. We can have one next to us. For when we, we like feel proud. Things, like, yeah. Psh, mm-hmm. With confetti. And this mm-hmm. is my, we record in my bedroom, so. Yeah. And I, I feel In the like- bed. <laughs> Just so everyone gets a picture. Trent and I lay side by side <laughs> in a full-size bed, holding to- our microphones. <laughs> I want you to picture uh, Mr. and Mrs. Brady at the end of the night. 
We are on either side of a California king. <laughs> We've got the we got a nightstand each with the biggest fucking lamps you ever saw. <laughs> and then we each have a laptop in our lap. And a handheld, and a handheld microphone. microphone. We're looking straight ahead. Yeah, We're we don't not, look at each other. We don't other. look at each other. <laughs> That would be weird. That would be weird. We're not, we re- we're not. We're not weird. We're not in a relationship. It's no. just the acoustics are better. <laughs> Hold not, on. Let I'm me not... adjust. Let me adjust my pillow. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you scooch up. to your side. I'm scooch all the way to my side. <laughs> okay. So obviously, there's some violence in this party and in this mm-hmm. movement. We've sure. got gangs involved. Um, churches are burned. There's riots in the mm-hmm. street. Lots of fighting happens, mm-hmm. and like. When it's time to go vote, mm-hmm. there's a lot of voter um, intimidation. Oh, there's some voter suppression, fraud going on. Some mm. voter fraud. Mm. They used to do something called a a, a coop. A coop? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, no. Yeah. And they would gather a bunch of uh, Catholic immigrants oh, together, no. oh, uh, no. like get them really, really drunk and like basically hold them hostage huh. and then like take them all around town and like vote. And like watch them vote. Oh. And like make them vote like against their interests. Oh. At like multiple polls. How the hell do they do this? This sounds like I mean, it's very illegal, but there there also wasn't really like a police force in the way that we have it this now. Sounds crazy. And they would there was no real way to stop this kind of thing. Yeah. Like because the gangs were like running the town and you know, police forces aren't like any police force there is is not like Oh yeah, we really got to make sure that yeah, uh, yeah. we're solving this problem. Like they weren't no, super, too busy. like most like most times in history, the police aren't exactly the most sympathetic to the Ugh, you know no. the people who are being oppressed. So Say it ain't so. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot of this corruption going on, um, and a lot of these gangs were involved in the Know Nothing Party. So yeah. the party does actually have pretty big rise, and it becomes mm-hmm. very prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, super popular in the Northeast, anywhere with high immigrant populations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not never like a national powerhouse, but they had a huge sway at a local level, mm-hmm. specifically in Maryland, which already has that his- that anti-Catholic yeah. history. But yeah. Maryland- Baltimore like had a huge problem with the Know Nothing Party. But, yeah. Okay. But earlier, Maryland was supposed to be a haven for the catholics yeah and now it's like really anti-catholic so i don't know yeah. what happened in maryland but I, i'm watching you we're on to you maryland on to you maryland so at its height the know nothing party would have more than a hundred elected congressmen eight governors mm. and a controlling share of half a dozen of s- state legislatures including yeah. massachusetts and california yeah plus a ton of people at the local level this is really mm-hmm. a local movement mm-hmm. They did super well in Maryland, mm-hmm. and that was where we had a lot of huge voter intimidation mm-hmm. in Baltimore. So yeah. you didn't go into a box and, yeah. like, cast a secret vote. It was like there would be, like, a box here, a box there, you know, and oh, you wow. would go put your thing in the box so everyone can see who you're voting for. Oh, yeah. So if you have, you know, all the gangs hanging out at the polls I mean, yeah. with their weapons watching you vote... Yeah. You're going to vote for the Know Nothing Party because they're like watching you vote. This is how they became prominent in some of these states. Listen, this was (laughs) things were horrible in the past. In 1852, the Whigs lose the election. Mm -hmm. Uh, General Winfield Scott. Old fuss and feathers. mm -hmm, Was Mm -hmm. the Whig candidate. And he was apparently too soft on Catholics. 
And mm-hmm. it uh, they also courted many Catholic and immigrant voters. So mm-hmm. the people who were members of the Whig Party then were suddenly leaving the party in droves for the mm-hmm. Know Nothing Party. Um, yeah. That year, 76 candidates ran and 35 mm-hmm. win. Um, and so now they're take, being taken seriously on a national mm-hmm. level. Like mm-hmm. we have Know Nothing Party, American Party mm-hmm. um, members in Congress. We ha- mm-hmm. It's like in the national government now. Yeah. The Republican Party also starts to form at this time. And the the question of like, is immigration, are immigrants our biggest problem or mm-hmm. is slavery our biggest threat um, it was a big question. Yeah. So if you believed the answer was immigration, then you were going to be, you know, following this nativist mm-hmm. mo- movement mm-hmm. and uh, join, maybe joining the Know Nothing mm-hmm. Party. Uh, meanwhile, if you believe that slavery was the biggest threat mm-hmm. to America, you were going to start joining this newly forming Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those former Whigs are filing into these two parties, essentially. Yeah. Uh, in 1856, Buchanan wins, mm-hmm. uh, and he is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And Millard Fillmore ran as a Know Nothing Party candidate, which we yeah. talked about last time. Yeah. So he actually um, he wins Maryland. Okay, Maryland, <laughs> because now, I, of I, like I, the people, all the gang members standing yeah. around the polls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mm. he t- it's it's a he gets like a huge amount of the vote like yeah he gets yeah. like 20 percent or yeah something, something like that really yeah quite a quite impressive for a third party yeah. yeah it was actually one of the largest like most successful like third party yeah um third parties like in american yeah history yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was so, a big shake-up happening it was a big shake-up so i was, mean was, we're we're seeing the death of a party and the start yeah. of another one and so yeah. the know nothing party is kind of this in the interim there like yeah has a moment to like fill that void and you know all the gangs you know intimidating voters certainly Mm -hmm. helps and Mm -hmm. the fact that you know we have this massive you know influx of of immigrants and this change in the economy Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of people who are very unhappy a Mm -hmm. lot of these are working class people Mm -hmm. um just like now we see this like dissatisfaction that Mm -hmm. is very real from you know working class people Mm -hmm. voting for trump you know there's this huge like blaming of Mm -hmm. immigrants again um which Mm -hmm. is something that has been a pattern like through our history but the idea here is that these people are suffering economically Mm -hmm. and they're looking for someone to blame Mm -hmm. um it's not the immigrants fault Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. it's it's a government problem it's an economy problem Mm -hmm. um but that's like what allows this to like thrive Mm -hmm. and what ends up happening with the Know Nothing mm-hmm. Party is that it starts to like diminish. And it mm-hmm. also, this sort of funny thing happens where like in, it was really big in Louisiana and mm-hmm. Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the uh, slavery issue becomes like even more divided, mm-hmm. even more prominent in national politics, uh, the Know Nothing Party starts to dwindle and they start to try to hold on to members. And in the, Uh I think in Louisiana, they were like, okay, if you're Catholic, but we're born here, you can join the party. But then in Maryland, they were like, you can, um, Mm. if you're Protestant, but an immigrant, you can join the party. So now you have like different factions within this disorganized party Mm -hmm. who are like, Trying to mm-hmm. court new people, like, listen, we know we mm-hmm. said we we don't like you, but we're mm-hmm. if you if you meet one of the criteria, mm-hmm. you can join. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, goodness, we still see that today. Yeah, I mean, we do. 
look at the look at the log cabin Republicans. I yeah. mean, the idea that if you are a gay person, mm-hmm. but you're wealthy and you have enough, you know, waspy interests, then you're gonna go Republican. That guy, William Bill the Butcher Pool. Bill the Butcher. He does die in 1855. What? Mm-hmm. He gets in a fight with an Irish boxer. Oh. But then listen, the police, the police actually show up and they break it up. Interesting. The police are like, all right, y'all, like, calm yeah. it down. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. here. We're going to break up yeah. this big old fight. Okay. But then Poole comes back to the bar later that night. Oh, he didn't lie. Right? He was like, no, 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 I'm not done. I'm not I'm done. I'm not done. I didn't win this fight. Yeah. Police broke it up. He comes back. Mm. And he ends up getting shot at the chest in at the chest in close mm-hmm. range mm-hmm. by one of the boxer's guys, like mm-hmm. not the same boxer, but one of like one of his mm-hmm. guys. He was a Welsh immigrant. Mm-hmm. This guy, um, Poole ends up surviving two weeks, like on death's door. It was a very slow death, but um, he kind of becomes like a martyr for the party. And his story, the death, like his death, and the story wow. of it just gets like sensationalized and gets like I mean, you know just like oh, and he da 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 and like. These immigrants and da, 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 like just of course this is yes. like the last thing we need. Whatever, yeah. PR through the roof, mm-hmm. but this is kind of at the down the downswing now. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Franklin Pierce next time, mm-hmm. who uh, was president during some more pivotal moments mm-hmm. in the lead up to the Civil War, mm-hmm. many of which also coincide with the decline mm-hmm. of the Know Nothing mm-hmm. Party. And the rise of the Republican Party, Mm -hmm. including the Dred Scott case Mm -hmm. and the Kansas-Nebraska Act. So Mm -hmm. those are things that contribute because it's like, okay, well, it's clear to almost everyone that slavery is like the main issue at hand at this point. And so being putting your energy towards a party that is literally not recognizing the issue of slavery at all starts to become pretty unpopular. So. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're also disorganized and yeah. they're meanies. They're not nice people. They're, it's bad. I mean, there's a lot like people died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were fights. We didn't get into the, the details yeah. of that, but there were many fights. Churches are lit on fire. Shootouts. Yeah. Uh, like it's horrible. Oh, bad. It was yeah. a very, very violent time. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pattern we have in a society of. Mm-hmm. You'll have two groups of people who are marginalized fighting over scraps and yep. they will fight with each other. They won't turn to the person who's hoarding the scraps. So. Right. Right. Uh, we still see it now. Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. there. And uh, there's always got to be an enemy. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, yeah. there's always a large group of people who will punch down. Yeah. And like think oh. the enemy is someone who. Is, yeah. you know, more marginalized than them yeah. and has less resources than mm-hmm. them when mm-hmm. uh, it's always actually, mm-hmm. you know, the institutions that are yeah. causing the problems I mean, and the oppression. Yeah. We love the idea that everyone is free to make their own fortune. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, it's much more enjoyable to play a game that is rigged in your favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels better. You do better you you yeah you get more yeah. what you feel like you deserve yeah. which is more than other people yeah um and so like there is a lot of rigging of the game but mm-hmm. then claiming that you're on equal footing i would love to encourage our listeners to leave a review it mm-hmm. really means a lot to us mm-hmm. you know give us a little you know 
just a star rating mm-hmm. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. A five star. Not an uh don't don't, don't give do us four. a star rating. No, no, no. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. If you're gonna do it, do five. Do five. Or just stop. If not, leave. Just leave. We're no. why would you pick on us? <laughs> you know what a four star does to us? It makes us think, well, how do we earn one more star? How do we earn more listen? Oh, God, you don't we... have to rank us against the other podcasts you listen to. You just no, you just say like no... Trent and Marissa deserve five stars. There's no limit of stars for their personalities. Yeah, she's picking at her face. I'm right an now. I'm an A. I was an A honor roll student. A. So don't do this to don't, me. Please, please don't do this to her. I, however, was a horrible student, and I expect praise for doing practically nothing. So if you give me <laughs> anything less than a five, I'll be devastated. Also, but for different reasons. <laughs> Anyway, we Ooh. we really all jokes aside, really yeah. appreciate feedback. Just hearing from people, yeah. like send us send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> this has been, pardon me, a presidential history podcast. Snuggle in the bed, snuggle in the time, snuggle in the podcast. Turn off my lamp. <laughs> click click click. <laughs>